everybody welcome back to through the fire a podcast about healing from abuse so I'm sure you noticed I took a few weeks off and there's a couple reasons for that I wanted to get you all caught up for one I had a lot going on I competed in a couple bodybuilding competitions which I had been preparing for for about six months I was very tired and depleted and busy, very, very busy because in between my two shows, I took my business to a show and was able to kind of launch that, which was really exciting. Another reason that I was MIA for a little bit is uh, I've been depressed and this is a normal part of healing from narcissistic abuse. Sometimes you're going to have good days, sometimes you'll have bad days, but it is very common to kind of ebb and flow and I've just been a little bit down. Welcome to Through the Fire, a podcast about how to live life while experiencing emotional abuse. Each week, I'll share my experiences with you, and we'll break down the lessons I've learned and help you apply them to your own life so that we can all start living with joy and purpose while learning how to keep ourselves safe and sane. So one of the things that happens when you're healing from narcissistic abuse is you can have this kind of emotional hangover and it's not like there's a certain time period. Everybody's going to be different as far as how long it takes to heal from that. In the past, I've had relationships with narcissists where I was extremely fed up and I, I really essentially hated them. And so as soon as we broke up, I was like, ready to move on immediately. Um, And then there are situations like this one where I absolutely was fed up, totally fed up, but I didn't hate him. And I am struggling, you know, I'm I'm struggling to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. You know, Um, this breakup feels a lot like my divorce, where I have to reimagine what the rest of my life is going to look like. I have to start over. I have to learn how to, you know, care for myself again because even though I wasn't being taken care of emotionally, you know, my, my finances at least were covered. And that was something I didn't really have to worry about very much. Um, you know, I, I put out an episode about money, so I'll go into more detail about that because it's more complicated than just, oh, I had my finances covered because that's not really the case. But I was able to, through cognitive dissonance, which is where your brain believes two opposing things at once, (laughs) but through cognitive dissonance, I was able to feel somewhat financially secure in that relationship. And now uh, I'm realizing that like everything's on me. You know, I I have to take care of myself. Nobody's going to come to my rescue or pay my bills or buy me food or whatever. Like I am taking care of me and I'm taking care of my dog. And so I have responsibilities now that I didn't feel like I had a hundred percent on my own before. I felt like in the past I could share those responsibilities with somebody and now it's all on me, which is not a horrible thing, you know, but, um, it's just another layer of things I need to figure out in my life. But what I really want to talk about today is the depression that can follow leaving a narcissist or getting out of an abusive relationship. People just assume that once you get out of this horrible situation, everything's going to be fine and you'll be happy. But a lot of victims of abuse end up feeling depressed afterwards and it's totally normal. And I want to share my experience of depression with you, hopefully give you some guidance and hope about how you can heal from this as well. 
So my depression in the aftermath and the wake of this crazy abuse, the main thing that's bringing me down is the idea of meaning in my life. What does my life mean? What is my purpose here? Why have I been put on this planet? And it's easy for me to go down the rabbit hole of I'm never going to find the right person. I'm just a jerk magnet. If this is all I've been put on the earth to experience, then what is the point of living? You know, and I think those are really common feelings for abuse victims to have that, you know, you get into a cycle of abuse or you get into a series of unhealthy relationships and you start feeling like a failure, like something's wrong with you. And if this is all my life is going to be is one crappy relationship after another, then what is the point? It's a really dark place to be. And when we start thinking those thoughts, basically they're still winning. They're still in control of your mind. That's exactly what they want us to think, that we can't live without them, that our life is meaningless without them. And that's not true. It's absolutely not true. You have a lot of value to give to the world. You have a lot to offer. You have a lot to experience, good things to experience, not just bad things. And as long as we are living in despair when they're not around, then they've won. They are still winning, that they are still in control of our thoughts and our minds and our feelings, even though they haven't been around. And if there's any fighter in you, which I know there is because you can't survive an abusive relationship without being a fighter. We just need to take that fighter energy and continue to fight for ourselves, continue to fight for our happiness and our peace and for our future. And we have to fight against these these lies that are in our minds about us being not good enough or us being flawed or damaged or us not being of value to the world because we are. We have so much to give and so much love in our hearts that the world is absolutely a better place with us here. I want to share with you something about my weekend. So I did this bodybuilding competition and I didn't place how I was hoping to place. And these things are very, you know, subjective. It just depends on who shows up that day, what they look like, what the judges are looking for, how you present yourself. Like there's so many things that go into it. And I've been to a lot of bodybuilding competitions where everybody looks so good. It's really difficult to choose placings. But I did not place how I wanted to place. And I was feeling really kind of down about it. I'd spent the last six months training for this competition. In the middle of the training, I broke up with this guy. I moved to a new town. I had so many challenges that I had to face and I overcame all of them to be able to be there. And I was really hoping that like I would have this incredible movie picturesque triumph experience where I overcame all his hardships and won the gold and, you know, just got that validation that I was searching for. And that didn't happen. And I realized I was placing so much importance on this validation from other people, from strangers. And when I didn't get it, it was really painful. I didn't want to be a sore loser or anything like that. But I feel like this competition was, I placed so much meaning on it, so much more than just what it was. It's not like I was just a sore loser. I felt like this whole comeback story of mine that I had created in my head was dashed. And 
clearly that's not true. That's ridiculous. Like I have still done all of those things. I still left him. I still started a new life of my own. I still, you know, have moved on with my life. I've still been strong. I still was able to do the competition, to train for it, to go there, to pave for my own way, to get there and back, to, you know, live out this dream that I built for myself. I did all of the things that I wanted to do. I built the best body I have ever had in my entire life, which is better than 99% of other people in the world, except for those other 1% of competitors, <laughs> you know, and I did everything that I set out to do and I still left feeling like a failure. And that was incredibly painful for me. I realized that I have a mindset issue, that me feeling like a failure has nothing to do with what I've actually done in life. Because there are so many people who have done way less than I have done who don't feel like failures, and they're not failures. And so why is it that I continuously push myself to do more and better and more and better and I always feel like a failure. That is a a mindset issue. That's not like anything I'm doing wrong issue, you know, and I don't need to push myself to do more or be better or anything like that. I just need to accept who I am and love myself for everything that I've done and just be proud of myself for what I was able to accomplish, like clearly. So on my way home from this competition, I was in the airport and I want to read you a post that I made on Facebook because I know you guys don't all follow me on Facebook, and that's okay. But um, it was really great insight that I had. And I think I was really writing this more for me than for anybody else. But I think it resonates with a lot of people, especially people who've been in my situation. So it says, there I was sitting in the airport waiting for my flight home, feeling disappointed in myself and kind of depressed. I didn't have the experience that I was hoping for over the weekend, and I was feeling a bit like a failure, and like my dreams were too far out of reach. I looked over to my right and I saw a little bird, a finch, looking out the window. And I didn't think much of it at first, and then it dawned on me, this little guy is trapped inside an airport. Windows are all around him. He can see the outside world, but he can't figure out how to get there. And we can't get near him to help him out because, you know, he runs away. And there's a chance that he's going to go the rest of his life seeing this freedom, but never quite reaching it. I thought what a tragedy that was and my heart was breaking for him and I was choking back tears because I thought it was just so sad and this reminded me of my own life and how many of us can see what we want and we're so close to it but we're unable to reach it. We won't let others try and help us even if they know the way to our destination. We keep fighting to make our own way even though it will never work out. If we could just relax and trust that there's another way and go on this journey that seems so far off course from what we want, we'll be led to what we really want. In order for this finch to escape the airport, he's going to have to go down a long, dark hallway, which absolutely looks like the exact opposite of what he wants. But at the end of the hallway is access to the outdoors. Instead of going towards the vision of freedom, He has to go exploring and make a conscious choice to take the path that looks like the exact opposite of what he wants. And maybe that's what we all need to do sometimes. Allow ourselves to be guided, to be led, and to have faith that even when it looks like we're moving in the opposite direction of our true desires, we will eventually get what we want. It's easy to keep our eye on the prize when it's right in front of you, but when you have to hold the vision and have faith when it looks like your world is crumbling around you, that's when it's most important. That's when you find your way. And I really hope somebody helps that little bird find his way out 
because with all the food people drop in the airport, he could live a long life in there, but he'll always be looking out the window longing for something else. And while I was on my trip, I met a lady and we had this wonderful conversation on the plane and she left the most beautiful comment on my post. It said, beautiful, you should add writer to your impressive resume, another perspective from the airplane on the way to your competition. I met a lot of people in my life from all over the world, and I came off that flight after chatting with you, thinking God allowed me the privilege of crossing paths with one of the most beautiful, artistic, talented, and driven human beings on the planet. Win or lose that competition, you made me want to be a better person. And I'm sorry that I'm getting emotional, but I just left that weekend feeling so awful by allowing myself to be judged by others and coming away feeling unworthy and not good enough. And through all of that, I met another stranger who made a judgment on me based off of who I am on the inside and what I really have to offer the world. And she could see my light and she could see what I have to offer and she could see the beauty and the love and the joy that's within me that I've been struggling to see. And it's just proof of what I was saying that I just needed to shift my perspective that I have so much to offer the world. If only I could see it, I could quit holding myself back and allow myself to step into the greatness that's within me. You know, and the same goes for you. We judge ourselves so harshly for what we've been through, but other people can see the light within you. They can see the greatness within you. And they can see that if you can just get out of your own way, you could be everything you want to be and more. You could fulfill your every dream. You know, and, and it's funny. It was such a great conversation with this lady, but I didn't think that I made such a big impact. I knew my mom could see that in me, but I didn't know that anybody else could. And just to have a stranger be kind enough to say that to me was such an incredible blessing and if you haven't heard that about you it's not because it's not true you just have to keep going you have to remain open to receiving messages like that from the universe you have to remain open to creating new relationships with people with healthy people I know one of the things that I did when I was in my relationship was I was afraid to talk to people I was afraid to make friends Because every time I met somebody or made a friend, it was an issue. It was a problem. And now that I'm out, I'm feeling more open to making connections with people. And that's why I felt comfortable talking to her on the plane. And I'm so glad that I did because she really helped me through a very dark moment in my life. And it's such a blessing. And I I have been working on developing my faith. And I believe that the universe sent her to me right when I needed her the most. And I'm just so grateful for that. So in my quest for meaning in my life, I think I need to start asking myself different questions. Instead of saying, if this is all I'm ever going to experience, what's the point of even being here? I can start to say, what has meaning in my life? What am I already doing or what have I already done? And what does that mean? And when I look at it like that, instead of, going out to try and create a meaning or find a new meaning, if I take what I've already done and find meaning in that, you can see that my life does have meaning. I was able to inspire that woman and change her whole perspective in such a short amount of time. 
and I wasn't having a coachy conversation with her. I was just being myself. I was just chatting with her and telling her about who I am in my life. And so when I can look at the things that have already happened in my life and say, what's the meaning in that? Right? What's the meaning in this whole competition of the weekend? Did I really go there just to fail? Well, no, I didn't. Because even if things didn't happen the way I wanted to, if I hadn't done the competition, I would have never met her. I would have never had that conversation with her. I would have never been able to be a light in someone's life. And if you follow the Course in Miracles, it says that the purpose in your life is to be in connection with other people, to offer forgiveness, to be present in whatever moment, in whatever relationship you're in. And that's something that I was able to do with her on this airplane. I was able to be present with her, to speak with her from the heart, to to offer some sort of friendship that uh, maybe she really needed, maybe maybe I really needed. Maybe she was my savior in that moment. Right now that's what it feels like that we were brought together so that she could help me. And we're both walking away from the interaction feeling the same way. So if that's the meaning in my life, if that's the meaning in anyone's life to just be present, to allow yourself to be open, to be willing to shift your mindset and to see the opportunities and to just live your life instead of searching for some grander purpose, just find meaning in the day to day. What is the meaning of this moment? You know, it's like they say in recovery programs and 12-step programs, take it one day at a time. Sometimes you have to break it down smaller than that, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. And if you can find meaning in each minute, it'll help you find meaning in your life as a whole. This morning, my meaning was taking care of my little puppy. We woke up in the morning and he laid over me and he rolled on his back on while laying on my belly for some belly rubs and it was a wonderful little moment and I was able to scratch his belly and he looked so happy and I was happy and maybe that's enough meaning for right now maybe I can work on changing the world later but for now I can just enjoy this moment this connection so if you're feeling depressed after your abusive relationship your narcissist your horrible experience slow down try to try to become present in the moment Take things one day at a time. And you know, and if you need help with this, you can always join us over on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Through the Fire, Escaping and Healing from Abuse. And we're there for you to answer questions, to to give feedback, to help you through whatever situation it is that you're going through. You can even request specific podcast topics. We've done that before. And if you're feeling depressed and down, in the description of this episode, there's a link to a hotline that you can call. You can always call hotlines for help. If you're in abuse, call the National Abuse Hotline. We're here to offer support. You can get through this. You can learn to heal from this relationship. You can thrive. There are resources out there to help you and I want to be one of those resources. So if I can connect you with any services or anything that you need, please let me know. It's been a joy. I'm glad to be back. Catch you next week.